0: Just wow. As you know by now, if you're listening to this, Bayern Munich earned a 1-1 draw with Villarreal in the Champions League. But that 1-1 draw was not good enough to get Bayern Munich through to the next round of the Champions League. Villarreal advances on aggregate 2-1 over Bayern Munich one of the biggest upsets of the Champions League season, if not the biggest upset. Uh, There is a lot to unpack with this game. We'll walk through it, and then we'll get to some commentary. But as you can tell, things did not go Bayern's way. Uh, It was just not not a a great performance. Uh, I can't knock the effort of Bayern Munich. They did so many things they that you wanted to see them do. They played with urgency. They played like it meant something. But ultimately, you could go back to that first leg and you could say the complacency there, the lack of urgency, the lack of precision, the nonchalance, all of that led to being in this position in the first place. And honestly, it, it led to the end result that we saw today because Bayern Munich by far was the better team throughout the match today but they had no room for error. Absolutely none. And unfortunately for the Bavarians, they made an error at the end of the game and it cost them and it cost them in a big way. It was, it was very disappointing to watch go down. It was I'm sure very painful for those that were in attendance. So let's get to it. Let's just take a walk and see how things went The teams played through uh, the first half with no score. It was 0-0, but Bayern Munich had really mounted just a ton of pressure. And you could tell that Villarreal, they were really tired. Uh, They were wearing down. This was was a physical grinding match, but Bayern just had applied so much pressure that at some point those weary, heavy legs of Villarreal, they were going to play a factor. And eventually I think they did because Bayern kept pushing. They kept pushing and they kept pushing. And eventually, they were able to break through in the 52nd minute, The second half. It was just the end product of just a relentless amount of pressure, a relentless effort. Bayern Munich's players had given everything they had. They went all out. Thomas Muller was able to poke a pass forward to Robert Lewandowski, who hit a ground ball through the legs of Pau Torres, kicked off the post and over the goal line for a 1-0 lead. Everybody had to be feeling good at that point. Everything was going Bayern Munich's way. You were getting a lot of pressure. There were a lot of opportunities, but none that were breaking through. Thomas Muller himself had an excellent one in the second half. Jamal Musiala had a great header attempt in the first half that he just put right at the keeper. There were opportunities. Again, what Bayern struggled with in this match while they did have that urgency and they did have that really just tremendous top shelf, top shelf effort, the precision of the passing, the accuracy of crosses, these were all things that came into play. Kingsley Coman had a good opportunity that he sent just wide. Ugh, it was tough to unpack, but as we saw things go through, uh, Byron had started to sub. Serge Ganabri came on for Jamal Musiala in the 82nd minute, in the 84th minute. Uh, Villarreal made a double sub with Samuel Chukwueze and Alfonso Pedraza coming on. That would be big because just four minutes later, Chukwueze found himself pretty much all alone uh, in what I would categorize as a, a just an awful, awful bout with positioning by Alfonso Davies. A uh, couple mistakes in my mind, Davies made on the play, but ultimately left Chicoise, uh barreling in on Manuel Neuer, and he put the shot over Neuer. Neuer really had no chance. And at that point, it's two one. It was one one, two one on aggregate. Uh, just so tough, <laughs> so tough to think about how it all played out. But in the 90th minute, Nagelsmann went to. Eric Maxim, Choupo Moting for Thomas Muller. But Bayern was not going to be able to break through. It was just not going to happen. As the final whistle sounded, it was a 1-1 draw. But Villarreal moved on through a 2-1 aggregate score thanks to that 1-0 victory last week. And where do you start when you want to examine (laughs) what went wrong in this match? Uh, There are so many places Um, You know, I touched on what happened last week and I was one of the reservations I had about how Bayern Munich played last week is it's so tough to put yourself in any type of hole with that kind of effort. And it wasn't even that they were bad and making a lot of physical mistakes because, you know, obviously they did. And it wasn't just that, though. It was mentally how they approached that game. That it looked like they wanted to be anywhere but on that pitch in Spain. And unfortunately, they were there. They got outworked, out hustled, and they just played a team that wanted it a lot more than they did. And tonight, it was different. You could see that Bayern Munich was, was laser focused, they were into it, they were pressing hard from the start. Every challenge meant something, every offensive possession. There was some urgency, and that's what I really wanted to see, and I was happy to see that. Uh, you know, when I looked at the starting lineup when it came out, it, it to me it, it reeked of confidence. There was some confidence there from Julian Nagelsmann. Instead of going back to the four-two-three-one, he went back to a back three base formation, a three-four-two-one, which put Alfonso Davies on the bench. It left Serge Gnabry out of the mix, and it had Kingsley Coman, Leroy Sané. Uh, both in the match, along with Jamal Musiala. And it gave Bayern some good attacking chances. And it did work. That was a good move by Nagelsmann. It generated a lot of pressure. It kept Villarreal on their heels almost the entire match. (sighs) And even though it was scoreless at halftime, you could still feel that Bayern was on the verge of breaking through that they probably were going to break through. And they did, and Lewandowski finally got he got, finally got on track, got himself going, and, and hit that shot. And at that point, I was fully confident that Byron was going to to be able to pull through this. But this is what is so very interesting about this match. Luka Hernandez had obviously picked up a yellow card earlier. He was probably tiring. He, but he's just when it comes to that defense, when you don't have Nicolas Sula, he is just a player you need to keep on the pitch. But Nagelsmann pulled him off, and I'm sure it was a fatigue thing. And he replaced him with Alfonso Davies. Now, you would be hard-pressed to find any Bayern Munich fan or maybe even any football fan that doesn't like Davies. Uh, He's got just a great physical tool set to work with. He's got good skill. He brings so much speed to to the table that he often can make up for his mistakes. And that's been one of his trademark things is his ability to track back so quick has been a lifesaver for him at times during his Bayern Munich tenure. But today, one of the other things that has been prominent in his game over the years is his poor positioning. Now, operating as a center back in this formation, Davies was, even when he, he came in, you could see that he started pushing up a little too high and this was, it wasn't in the game long. So uh, it was just funny to watch. And, and, you know, I can relay this from my own living room. As I was watching the game with my wife, we both looked at each other when Davies came in to play center back and say, I, we both said, I don't, I don't know about this. This doesn't look good. And while you might have that feeling, you have to understand and trust the coach probably knows more than you do, right? Because you're some bozo sitting on your couch like me. And Julian Nagelsmann is a high paid football manager who gets not just a big salary, but has all of the requisite Experience to be able to make that kind of decision. But when he put Davies into the game, that opened up the possibility of one of Davies' patented battles with positioning. And this is what I felt like really uh, affected Bayern Munich. And it was very quick. Samuel Chiquese, um, after a turnover, began his sprint up the field. And while Davies normally has Uh, just that great backtracking speed, he found himself uh, out of position and he found himself almost out of position twice because while he was probably a little too far up the pitch to start by the time he tracked back, he ended up inadvertently playing Chukwese onside. So there were two mistakes on that play by Davies. And, and listen, I don't know, in my mind, I don't know that he should have been playing center back at that point, I would have probably just rolled with Hernandez because Hernandez is just positionally better. I mean, it's night and day in terms of understanding the roles and responsibility and the field positioning and awareness of that position. Hernandez is just a better player that way. If you want to talk about Davies and his ability to contribute offensively and his ability to track back when uh, he's under duress. Yeah, he, he does, um, you know, have some, some good capabilities there, but Hernandez is, is a veteran he's experienced and he knows that position and I don't think he would have made the same mistakes that Davies did on that play and by no means am I going to sit here and point the finger at Davies and say it's all his fault I don't think that but I, I do really question the decision of Julian Nagelsmann to to make that move I would love to know what the rationale was and I would love to know how he thought that was going to play out I mean Davies by nature just wants to get up the field and they've Really had to chase change their base formation for him early in the season, uh, before his injury. You know, they were working through a, a hybrid 4-2-3-1 where Davies basically stayed up the pitch. And if you can think back to, to how that operated, it often left Byron Munich susceptible to quick counterattacks, especially when there was a turnover involved. And it often led to a lot of good opportunities coming down that offensive right flank where babies would be occupying that left side defensively. So I didn't agree with the move. Uh, I didn't like it when it happened. To be honest, I wasn't totally shocked when Chiquese was able to make that run and get up the pitch. Um, that was tough. It was tough to watch because I don't know, you know, why Nagelsmann thought, Davies would be able to fill that center back role. Just having watched Davies for so long, you know that he does have issues with his positioning. And I think that's what happened today. I think it was as simple as that. Now, granted, should the turnover have happened down at the other end of the field? Probably not. Should Byron have been better positioned uh, across the board on that play? Yeah, they probably should have. But when when you know push comes to shove here, that's the area of the field where the play really was made. And unfortunately for Nagelsmann, that's what people are going to remember now about his first season at the helm of Bayern Munich. It's probably not going to be that that five 0 debacle against Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, in the Day of Bay Pokal. That's probably not what's going to happen. Uh, people aren't going to think about that as much as they're going to think about this this tie they're going to think about these two games against Villarreal and they're going to think about the moves that that Nagelsmann made and I think when you look at this match and you look at the starting lineup and how that he did push the right buttons there and probably that ultimately was the right call even if they didn't score in the first half he had the team headed in the right direction to wear Villarreal down but when it came down to it not having Nicholas Sula that was a killer and then using Alphonso Davies as a center back when you're trying to uh, really as at the same time you're trying to score you also need to protect what you did have there you needed to protect that the fact that you need to score one more goal and also prevent them and I think that using Davies a player that is really offensively minded I just think was a mistake and, you know, we had some internal debate in the BFW Slack channel about this. There were some some folks that did not think that that Hernandez would have made a difference. But then there were people like me that thought, now Hernandez sees the game a lot better. And positionally, he just understands where he needs to be to prevent plays like that from happening. And, you know, with Davies, you know, we're looking at him as a player who probably is not at 100% anyway. So when he's at 100%, maybe he can get all the way back, track back, and be able to burst and make a play and stop that. But he couldn't. And whether that's a product of just still not being completely healthy from his myocarditis, if it's a just a product of the, he needs more time, uh, none of that matters now because he was in the game at that stage and he probably shouldn't have been. Um, and it's unfortunate. And I'm, like I said, I'm not going to blame him. It, 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 the players make mistakes. Thomas Muller could have easily given Bayern a 2-0 lead. Uh, Jamal Musiala could have given them a lead in the first half. Uh, Kingsley Coman, with a little better accuracy on his shot, probably could have done a lot better. Um, But it's not how it played out. And uh, there are going to be a lot of angry people. There are going to be a lot of disappointed people. And ultimately now, I think, when you look at Nagelsmann's first season with Bayern Munich, it is a disappointment. You got upended in the day of Bay Pokal early. You got eliminated in a very embarrassing fashion. You're having a good, but not great Bundesliga season. Uh, You got eliminated from the Champions League in the quarterfinals by a team that you were clearly better and deeper than. It's not good. It's not good. And I've been very pro Nagelsmann all season. Uh, I think he's a bright young coach. I think he's got a good future. And I think that he could do some great things with Bayern Munich. But to me, the push and pull of him not being able to settle on a formation with the club, maybe not necessarily giving him the players he needs to run his formation. All of this is really, I think, pushing everything together and and making it to the point where Byron was maybe not set up for success. And when you look at how this whole thing played out, you know, you can point back to last season, The disagreements that they had in the front office between Brazo and Hansi Flick and how that affected the rest of the coaching staff, how that affected transfer philosophies, how that affected the communication between the coaches in the front office, ultimately leading Flick to leave. They They then hire Nagelsmann, who comes in with some great ideas, but maybe wants to run a system that his team does not maybe uh, is maybe not most well-equipped to run he he tries to battle through it runs a a variety of different formations including that that uh, much talked about hybrid earlier in the season and you know this is kind of what you get Um, I think we saw some of this with Niko Kovac as well where he wanted to run a system that maybe the team wasn't equipped to run And he was basically told, no, you're going to run what we tell you. And it didn't work for him, really. I think we saw some of that with Carlo Ancelotti as well, where he wanted to run a certain system. The club was not going to get out and and get him the types of players maybe he needed to run with that. And ultimately, he couldn't make things work. And this, you know, maybe this is this is a trend. Maybe I think uh, there needs to be some discussion about how to best equip the coaches at Bayern Munich to succeed. And if you, if the club itself doesn't want to put together the type of roster that Julian Nagelsmann wants, that he needs to run his system, if it just wants to put together a roster that they want to run the traditional Bayern system, maybe they need to find a coach to run that type of system. And, you know, they sort of lucked into Hansi Flick at the time. He was someone who came in much like Nagelsmann with the ability to build relationships and communicate very well, which helped reestablish the bond of the team, the trust within the team. But he also had the tactical acumen to make it work with that group. And while I think Nagelsmann does have that acumen, I don't think it showed in this, in this tie. I don't think it showed much over this season. I think he relied mostly on the talent that he had on the pitch. And when he had to start mapping out tactics and really coaching this group, He was not able to get the most out of them in that first leg. And while this leg, I think, was successful for the most part in what he was able to get out of the players, I think that move at the end probably just showed um, he doesn't quite necessarily have all the horses he needs to run what he wants to run. And let me just say this as well. I don't think you can absolve the players of, of blaming this as well. They did not perform up to their capabilities in either leg. Okay. Let's get, let's be very, very clear about that. Uh, Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller could have been a lot better. Kingsley Coman, Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry over the course of these two, legs, they all could have been better. Um, uh, You know, I felt like there were too many errors on defense in the first match. And while they did limit those here in the second leg, it was still very difficult at times in watching them deal with a team whose offense really wasn't that good. Um, I felt like at times Byron's defense did make the job easier on Villarreal, but that's something that the club is going to have to look out. They're going to have to find a way to move forward because they are losing Nicholas Sula, so they are going to have to find a way to make this work. And it looks by by all accounts, it looks like they're going to shift to a back three next season, and it looks like they're going to maybe start to build a team under the vision of Nagelsmann instead of just grouping uh, players that are talented. And that's going to lead to some hard choices, especially when it comes to the upcoming negotiations with Thomas Muller, Robert Lewandowski, and Serge Gnabry. So yes, extremely disappointing. This is uh, what I would call a failure for a first season so far. It can only... (laughs) Here's, the, I'm going to be the beacon of optimism with this statement, but it can only get worse from here, right? Because if Byron somehow, and I don't think this will happen, chokes away the Bundesliga, this would be an absolutely, positively awful first season for Julian Nagelsmann. Uh, and again, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it somehow did, I think the whole thing goes up in flames. So Nagelsmann has probably earned himself the right to come back and, and coach another season, probably two at, at a minimum, but it's not easy to be the manager of Bayern Munich. It's not easy to work with the people in the front office he's going to need to work with to get to get this team where he envisions it. So it's going to be a really fascinating next couple of months because the, the coaching staff and the front office are going to have to get aligned and they're going to have to map out a strategic direction and a vision for this team and how they can get the club back where it needs to be. Because with the talent on this roster a loss in the champions league quarterfinals to Villarreal, not good. It's not good enough and it needs to be better. So that's about all we have for this post game show. I know this is a, this is a tough one for a lot of you guys and it's, it's not going to be easier. So uh, you know, come commiserate on BFW. Obviously we're going to have our posts up with all the post-match coverage. um, And we're of course, you know, Going to have this podcast. So thank you for listening to it. Uh, you can always get me at the barrel blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Tom at Tommy Adam 71. You can get, I need no name at B F W I N N N. And you can get Samron and Schnitzel on our site. Thanks for listening. I know this is a really terrible, terrible feeling, but Uh, let's just hope that things get better in the future and hope that Bayern somehow (laughs) keeps its stranglehold on the Bundesliga and gets something out of this season. Otherwise, it will have been a completely lost cause.